You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. These pagan Cretans were liars, and now the true God has come and brought his message, and the Holy Spirit says, now, this God, the hope of eternal life he's brought, which God who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. That's a fascinating statement. God promised eternal life. God promised the hope of salvation in Jesus Christ before the beginning of time. Now, think about that. That would mean before creation. Before God spoke the world into existence, He knew the future. He knew humans would sin, and He knew that He'd have to have an alternative. God was aware of the problems that were going to arise, and yet He chose to create you. In today's message, Pastor Danny will remind you that Jesus dying on the cross for your sins was the plan from the very beginning. God created you to be a part of His kingdom and to have eternal life with Him. And so he was willing to do whatever it took to give you that option. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Titus chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. The letter is called Titus, uh, written by the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and so it's part of our New Testament. Written to Titus, and yet Titus is on an island. It's still with us today, the island of Crete. Titus is an uncircumcised Greek. Paul, of course, a circumcised Jew. They had tremendously diverse backgrounds, and yet uh, we'll learn from verse 4 that Paul led Titus to the Lord because he calls him my true son in our common faith. Sometime later, Titus became a ministry associate with Paul, and Paul sends him to Crete and gives him ministry instructions on Crete. Now, Crete in this day, interesting background on Crete. It's a mountainous island has one large mountain called Mount Ida, believed to be the place where Zeus was born. Uh, in this day that this was written, they were steeped in Greek mythology. Now, I don't know a lot about Greek mythology, but even if you know a little bit about Greek mythology, the Greek gods were pretty much liars and cheats. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. Zeus, for example, Zeus would hide himself in a cloud in order to ravish a maiden And then he would go and lie straight-faced to his wife, Hera, about him and this relationship with this maiden. The Greek gods were pagan. (laughs) Pagan. And the Cretans, over time, did a good job emulating the gods that they worshipped. They, too, were pagan. One of their historians, Polybius, I think is the way you say his name, here's what he wrote about his own people. On account of their innate avarice, which is excessive greed, Cretans live in a perpetual state of private quarrel, public feud, and civil strife. They were deceitful. They were dishonest. They loved money, and they would lie and cheat in order to get more money. I give you that very brief background on the island of Crete and their culture because it will help us appreciate what happened when the gospel invaded this island. We don't know who initially took the gospel, 
It could have been Cretans that were at Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 tells us there were Jews from all over the place, including the island of Crete. And, of course, 3,000 people get saved on that day of Pentecost, and some of them probably Cretans, and they would go back and begin to share the gospel to their people. Some believe maybe the Apostle Paul initially took the gospel there. We just aren't told in history, and we aren't told in the Bible who and exactly how the gospel came to Crete, but it did come, and it had such an impact that churches began to pop up across the island. And Paul, whether he initially brought the gospel there or not, had a very important hand in helping to establish and strengthen these churches. And that's why he sends Titus there. And he writes, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. A faith the knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, isn't it interesting the Holy Spirit adds that there, especially remembering that the gods of these pagan Cretans were liars, and now the true God has come and brought his message, and the Holy Spirit says, now, this God, the hope of eternal life he's brought, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. That's a fascinating statement. God promised eternal life. God promised the hope of salvation in Jesus Christ before the beginning of time. Now think about that. That would mean before creation. Genesis 1 verse 26, just write it down and and I'll read it for you. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, very interesting verse. The sixth day of creation, God has created everything else, and now on the sixth day he speaks. And here's what he says. Then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. On the sixth day, God talked to himself. Now, that's kind of mysterious, but he is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Don't ask me to explain the Trinity. I cannot explain it. I can't totally comprehend it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and yet God declares through his word, he's not three gods, he's one God, but he's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he said to himself, let's make man in our image. I told my wife yesterday morning as I was studying for this, and I thought about that truth that God talks to himself. I said, Wendy, I realized even more so what a godly woman you are. Because I'll find sometimes in the house, I'll hear her talking, I'll think somebody else is in the house, I'll look around the corner, she's just talking to herself. What a godly woman. God said, let us make man in our image. But Titus tells us God also spoke before creation. And he spoke and he promised. He promised before any of the world was created and before we were created, he promised to offer mankind eternal life. Isn't that cool? He promised it. And he doesn't lie. Do you know he spoke about the eternal life that he would offer? Hebrews chapter 1. Again, if you can't find it, just write it down. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 5, and I'll read it for you. For which of the angels did God ever say, say, you are my son. Today 
I have become your father. Great mystery. Great truth. The incarnation. When the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus, the Christ, in the womb of that young Jewish woman named Mary, God said, today, I have become your father. That's cool stuff, man. Today I've become your father. It's from Psalm 2, verse 7. It's a messianic, prophetic psalm about the Messiah. So God promised before the beginning of time, I'm going to offer mankind. And I know they're going to fail. They're going to sin. And they'll become sinners. And sin will come upon the whole human race. But I'm going to offer them eternal life. I'm going to save them. And I'm going to do it. And he spoke about it through my only begotten son, Jesus the Christ. I get Jesus bumps even talking about it for the third time this weekend. It's the gospel, folks. Back in Titus, look. The hope of eternal life, which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time. And at his appointed season, he brought his word, which he promised before the beginning of time, to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. It gets even more cool. God promised it before the beginning of time. And then in the fullness of time, he fulfilled what he promised by sending his one and only son, Jesus the Christ, to die for the sins of the world. And then for those that would receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, which includes me, he gave me the command and the privilege going to all the world and preach this good news of eternal life to every creature. And I get to stand here and preach it to creatures like you. <laughs> Isn't that cool? What do you mean, creatures like us? To Titus, my true son, and our common faith. Did you get that? The only thing Titus has in common with Paul is their common faith. Titus is an uncircumcised Gentile that Paul before he met Jesus Christ and was cleansed of all the religion that he had grown up with, he would have never hung out with Titus. Because circumcised Pharisees don't hang out with uncircumcised Gentiles. But now, he says to Titus, my true son, in our common faith. And the only thing that made their faith common was the simplicity of it. It's Jesus. It's the gospel message. It's the death, the burial, the resurrection. Having a solid foundation of faith includes having a solid knowledge of who God is and what He's done for you. You'll be able to find that in the Bible. As you grow in your relationship with God, we encourage you to spend as much time as you can reading His Word and holding the truth of those words close. Take some time to read the passage from Titus that Pastor Danny shared today, or read ahead before you join us next time. God promises to speak through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and we know that you'll be blessed each time you dive into the doctrine of your faith. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Danny, visit ccfstpete.church and click on the Sermons tab. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there to get updated content each time we post it. We love connecting with our listeners, so also stop by our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Join in the conversation, and we'll add some positive encouragement to your newsfeed. Before our time is up with you for the day, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you pray for us each time you tune into the Living Word? Pray that we keep listening to God and following His plan for our program. Please pray, too, for protection and open hearts among those who will be tuning in next time. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thanks for being a part of our time here today. Join Pastor Danny next time for another edition of The Living Word.